God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of, of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. A South Carolina pastor shared a dream that he believes to be a prophetic warning to the United States. I'm going to give seven prophetic insight, revelations, and interpretations concerning his dream and how it may connect to the end times. As reported by Charisma Magazine, South Carolina pastor Chris Reed of Morningstar Ministries shared a dream that he had on March 2nd, what he believes is a prophetic dream, warning to the United States and for Israel. Now, I have carefully reviewed Pastor Reed's dream, and I'm going to give seven significant prophetic revelations and insights concerning his dream and current events that I believe also go beyond any other interpretation or explanation that I have found out there so far. So March 25th, Morningstar Ministries pastor Chris Reed shares a dream that he believes to be a prophetic warning to the United States. Now, if you guys have never heard of Morningstar Ministries, they are a prophetic ministry that's located in Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is right on the border between North and South Carolina near Charlotte, the hometown of Billy Graham, and where our ministry, the Tribe of Christians, is currently located. Now, there are a lot of major prophetic and evangelistic ministries that have come forth or have been influenced in some way through Morningstar Ministries, such as Rick Joyner, Lance Wanu, and some of y'all have heard of the late prophet Bob Jones, who was also in the Charlotte area, where his wife has now taken over his ministry. And he was a major influence into Morningstar Ministries. Some of you guys have heard of Mike Bick, the founder of International House of Prayer, or Sid Roth from Sid Roth's It's Supernatural, also being located here in the Charlotte area. And so there's this an entire host of ministries in this area and prophetic ministries that have a connection to this ministry, to Morningstar Ministries. And so from time to time, when this ministry does put forward a word or a dream, I believe it's absolutely beneficial and even crucial for the churches here in the United States to actually pay attention to or take a listen. 
Now, the reason why I am actually sharing this dream is because the Lord has also affirmed it to me through my own visions, through our own prophecies, right through our ministry since 2017. So there are seven critical and significant revelations I'm going to give in concerning his dream. And so I'm going to read the dream for you, and then I'm going to go through each of these revelations. So March 25th, South Carolina, Morningstar Ministries Pastor Chris Reed shares a dream that he believes to be a prophetic warning to the United States. He says, I had this dream early morning on March 25th, 2022. In the dream, I saw an unknown man who was dressed in a black suit and he held up a $50 U.S. bill in his hand. And then he tore the $50 bill up in three different stages. After each stage, random people who came up to me handed me national newspapers from here in the United States with various unique headlines. And then I could read these headlines, and they were very vivid in my memory. The first headline read this, The dollar drops 30% in value. A subtitle of the headline was, Middle East oil or Middle East country strikes deal with China instead of the United States. Then I was given another headline which read, The Perfect Storm, Inflation Reaches a New High. Then another person came up to me and handed me a news headline, Food Shortage Crisis as Wheat and Bread Imports Are at a Stalemate. Then another headline was then handed to me which said something like, Riots and Civil Unrest as Citizens Demand Entitlement Checks. Now, this was the only headline where I couldn't remember the exact wording of what I shared was, but it was close to it. Then the dream focused again on the man in the black suit. This time, he tore the $50 bill in half. When he did this, an earthquake happened under my feet. Then another person came up to me and handed me a headline which read, Israeli-Palestinian two-state solution reached. Then another person came up to me and gave me a headline, Major Earthquake Hits the Middle of the U.S. Then the man in black suit took the $50 bill and started tearing it into small pieces, one by one. And then another person walks up to me and hands me another headline, America in Pieces. More states secede from the nation in retaliation to the federal government. I was then handed another headline which read, U.S. military takes charge as uncertainty looms over the federal government. Then the man in black suit took out a new dollar bill, and it was a $1 U.S. bill. What was interesting about it was that the $1 bill looked like a cell phone. Now, I did see George Washington's face on it, but it looked very different than a normal $1 bill. I remember looking at it and just studying it, and I was kind of pondering why this $1 bill looked like a cell phone. Another person came up and handed me a headline, and the newspaper headline read, New Currency for a Renewed Nation. And then another headline was handed to me and said, Simplicity Restored as Americans Grow Their Own Food. Then I woke up. Now, Chris Reed and Morningstar has offered up a potential interpretation or their interpretation of the dream, which I'm going to go ahead and read for you before I get into our interpretation and the seven revelations that was given to me. Chris Reed says, We have, in part, a pretty good interpretation with my team's input. 
No one sees the whole picture, as the Bible says. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. Now, I may have a part, and others may have a part. We'll put it all together, or all the parts together, and then you have a whole pie. Well, I believe that's how it is with the prophetic. I don't believe that one person has the whole. The $50 bill, to me, represented the U.S. currency, but also the 50 United States. The man in the black suit, tearing the bill in different stages, represented the aggressive unfolding of events, of which a timeline, I'm not sure. But I really feel like in 2022 and 2023, we're going to see these things unfold. I've had a few confirmations of this dream since then that I believe have had to have been the Lord. In Revelation, there is a black horse of the four horsemen of the seven seals. It was the black horse rider who dealt with money and the economics, the measure of wheat for a penny and a barley for a penny. But it could not hurt the oil and the wine. But I think that speaks of the fact that somehow believers, while preparing mentally, physically, and emotionally, must be aware that God is going to help his people through this time in this renewing of America. Now, I did feel like the dream was successful in as far as how America would come through this renewed after this purging. I knew that we were coming upon a time of trouble, but as I thought about this dream and the events unfolding, this is something that we should take seriously. The headlines themselves kind of speak for themselves. More than ever, we need to prepare And I believe that we are coming upon a perfect storm. As we see these events unfolding in the world, I don't believe America will be exempt from this. We really need to be in prayer. Now, before I get any further into this message, I just want to encourage each and every single one of you who are listening or perhaps watching this message that the purpose of prophecy is to reveal the truth about God to reveal the truth about his word and his complete message of salvation through his son, Jesus. And I believe, as the Bible tells us, that we are given dreams for various reasons. But I believe the main purpose of those reasons is to affirm the truth of God's word. Not for the purpose of striking fear, but rather to affirm the truth. And as believers in Jesus, the Bible tells us that we are not to be afraid. Those who are afraid are not in perfect love of Christ because fear has to do with punishment, with condemnation, but perfect love casts out all fear. So we see these things as an affirmation to the truth, and we use them to reach the lost and to encourage the body of Christ, that God is faithful. Now, our purpose is to affirm the truth and to be a light around us to those who don't believe or know Christ. So as we draw nearer or closer to the end times, events will become more increasingly significant and more severe as the Bible describes as birthing pains. There will be death, there will be turmoil, there will be pain and be suffering the closer that we get to the rapture and to the tribulation period. And these events, they do serve as judgments upon the world. So the world will be in complete fear, as the Bible tells us, that hearts of man will fail them for what is unleashed upon the world, and rightfully so, because the world rejects God and his word. And they have every reason to be afraid, and they should, because they don't have Christ. Now, that being said, 
Is there any truth to this dream? Are there any aspects of this dream being fulfilled right now? And what should we expect in the future? So I'm going to dive right into this because it seems that almost every single major news headline right after the next is in fact manifesting right in sync with what is occurring in this dream, which our ministry also has prophesied about five and six years ago. So we're going to get right into it. Now, the first point, the first revelation in the first headline is where food shortage crisis as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate. Now, wheat prices are in fact going up 20 to 30 percent of global wheat and corn supply actually comes from Ukraine and Russia. Russia is one of the world's largest exporters of all three major groups of fertilizers. Now, according to Fox News, wheat futures reached record highs this past Tuesday, April 5th, following a 14-year high at the end of last week. Wheat prices reached 14-year high on Friday, with Chicago futures for gain closing at 41% higher than the previous week at $12.09. Now, that jump marks the biggest gain in over six decades for 60 years. Prices for fertilizer are already up as much as 98% from a year ago. Two of the key fertilizer forms, including nitrogen-based urea and the world's most widely used phosphorus fertilizers, I'm not sure if I can pronounce this right, the uh, diamonium, the prosvape, Anyways, these fertilizers are up 99 and 68% year over year, respectively, according to data from Dow Jones. So that part concerning the rise of wheat and food prices and that headline are already occurring. It's happening right now. And as the Russian-Ukraine war continues, they're going to continue to rise and go up. I don't know if we truly do have a grasp about how bad this may impact the global food supply, but it most certainly can. Now, number two, the second revelation that I want to talk about, the second headline, the dollar drops 30% in value. A subtitle to the headline, which read, Middle East oil countries strikes deal with China instead of the United States. So Russia is already signing oil deals with other major nations, which includes paying for oil in rubles, not the U.S. dollar. Now, there was a major oil crisis in the late 1960s and early 1970s as a result from the Middle East conflict with Israel during the Six-Day War. The U.S. dollar began to crash because it was actually pegged to the gold standard. So, President Richard Nixon actually made a deal with OPEC in the Middle Eastern countries, which we call the petrodollar which meant the nations would make oil exchanges. They would pay for oil using U.S. dollars, which is what ultimately led to the U.S. dollar becoming the dominant world currency. Now, the U.S. uses the petrodollar system to enforce its foreign policy, as we're witnessing right now with Russia. But now, because of U.S. sanctions against Russia, This is actually backfiring, and I believe it's going to backfire much more worse because Russia is now exchanging its oil and its own currency for the ruble instead of U.S. dollars. Now, March 30th, Bloomberg reports in this headline, which reads, Russia threatens to demand rubles for grain and other exports. Russia may expand the list of commodities which for which it demands payment in rubles include grain, oil, metals, and others 
Raising the stakes after President Vladimir Putin last week said Moscow will require European buyers of its gas to use the Russian currency. Another headline, the New York Post also reports Putin's demand unfriendly countries use rubles to pay Russian oil and gas. Russian President Vladimir Putin demanded on Wednesday that unfriendly countries use rubles to buy his country's oil and gas, an announcement that sent energy prices soaring further as markets remain roiled by his military's assault on Ukraine. CNBC also reports on March 27th in this headline, which reads, India is snapping up cheap Russian oil and China could be next. There's been a significant uptick in Russian oil deliveries bound for India since March after Russia's invasion of Ukraine began. And new Dolly looks to set to buy even more cheap oil from Moscow industry observers say. China already the largest single buyer of Russian oil is also widely expected to buy more oil from Russia at deep discounts, they say. This could mean higher crude price prices to come. Major oil importing countries such as India and China have been grappling with higher crude prices, which have soared since last year. While oil prices have been volatile in recent weeks, swinging between gains and losses, they are still around 80% higher compared to a year ago. We believe that China, and to a lesser extent India, will step up to buy heavily discounted Russian crude. So, in other words, If you want to bring down the United States, all you have to do is bring down its economy. And the best way to do that is through the oil markets of the petrodollar system. I talked a lot about that uh, in the past few messages and also last year. Now, some pastors are even suggesting that this may have, in fact, been Russia and China's gameplay all along. If Russia and China or any of these other nations began trading outside of the petrodollar, it would be seen as an act of war against the United States, and it would have brought the nations into direct conflict, such as both the Gulf Wars, Iraq and Afghanistan Wars, and a few other wars. All wars in the end ultimately are a result of greed and money, dealing with resources, including major corporations and governments that profit from war. So now that the U.S. has actually sanctioned Russia, making it impossible for Russia to deal in petrodollars, they now have the excuse to shift to another currency without even risking direct conflict in war with the United States. And so that is what is happening. Now, this is how you weaken the U.S. dollar. If the world's largest economies began trading in other currencies other than the dollar, then the dollar's value will plummet. So this is actually happening. And as I later get into the topic concerning Israel in next month for the month of May in the Middle East, then you'll see how there are very well, there may very well be a repeat of the 1960s, 1970s war concerning the OPEC countries directly directly impacting oil in the U.S. dollar. Now, number three, the third revelation and the third point I want to talk about, uh, the perfect storm, inflation reaches a new high. So this is also literally happening right now. Inflation inflation around the United States has in fact reached a 40-year high this past February, with consumer prices jumping to 7.9, almost 8% from one year ago, which is the fastest annual rate since 1982. This is not some small thing that's happening. 
Now, this article comes from Yahoo Finances, which reads, Dutchess Bank warns of 20% bear market in 2023. In fact, I believe it'll probably be a lot sooner than that. So, Dutchess Bank made waves on Tuesday when its economist began became the first of the major Wall Street analysts to say that the U.S. economy would soon go into recession. Two shocks in recent months, the war in Ukraine and the buildup of momentum and elevated U.S. and European inflation have caused us to revise, or revise down our forecast for global growth significantly. Deutsches Bank economists led by David Forkerts uh, and Peter Hooper wrote in a 68-page note to clients we are now projecting a recession in the U.S. and a growth recession in the euro area within the next two years. But it does reflect mounting concerns about the economy, especially as the Federal Reserves move aggressively to cool businesses' activity and its efforts to fight inflation. In last week's inversion of the 210s yield curve, a metric with a pretty good track record of predicting recessions, only embolden those expecting economic growth to turn negative. And as uh, ticker readers know, recessions are not great for stocks. The S&P 500 has an average fallen has an average fallen by around 20 to 30 percent during these periods. Deutsche Bank sees the stock markets following the historic playbook from the bank's equity strategist uh, Binky Chahab. I have to apologize. I do have trouble pronouncing names and certain words. I just can't, but I'll try my best. Anyways, they said, uh, we maintain our forecast that the S&P 500 and the uh, stock 600 or 550 for year in 2022 with a typical recession correction of 20% in late 2023. Our projections for equity demand supply this year suggest equities should be well supported by strong inflows, a recovery in position to at least somewhat above neutral and buybacks. But this support should start to slow with growth in the second half of next year. We see some but limited impacts on European earnings from the Russia-Ukraine war and multiples recovering. 2023, we expect equity markets to hold up well through the summer before the U.S. falls into recession and for equities to correct by a 20% as it begins before bottoming halfway through and recovering prior levels. So that being said, these people don't see what God sees, and there are a lot of other things that can happen that can push this a lot faster in a much uh, steeper decline that they may not be able to anticipate. So I'm expecting that we'll start seeing these results um, beginning this summer. So we have the highest level of inflation over 40 years. Many believe will continue to rise. We have rising interest rates in an attempt to combat this high inflation levels. We have other countries competing against the U.S. petrodollar currency system and the oil markets. So I would say that this indeed is the perfect, the absolute perfect financial storm. Now, number four. The fourth point, riots and civil unrest as citizens demand entitlement checks. Now, in the event that the value of the U.S. dollar plummets, which I believe it will if everything keeps going the way it's going, and in the event that the economy begins to crash, which I believe also will, 
the first thing that the government will do is to slash its social welfare spending programs. Everything that is through social services and welfare programs will be cut. Food stamps, cash payments, housing voucher programs, all that stuff, I believe, will be one of the very first things that will be cut. Now, there will be absolutely no way to fund these programs. It will literally, they'll literally cut the funding to these programs in order to fund the government and to fund our military in order to protect themselves, like what we saw in the 2020 presidential elections with the 2021 Capitol protest that they called a insurrection. So in 2018, 40 million people in the United States, or let's say 9.2% of households, Okay, that's a lot. 9.2%, almost 10%. 40 million Americans or 40 million people in the United States were receiving SNAP food benefits, which amounted to about $57 billion. Now, after the pandemic happened, 2020, there was a 50% increase in food stamp benefits with the cost rising to approximately $90 billion with an estimated approximately 44 to 48 million more people on food stamps. That's a lot. Now, what happens when you cut people's primary source of income or their food, especially in what's considered entitlement programs? People will riot. They will loot. And yes, they will destroy. Now, here is the justice behind this. Here is the absolute irony behind this. And before I get into this point, I just want to make absolutely clear that in no way, shape, or form am I particularly singling out a singular political party. This isn't about politics. No way, in shape, or form am I endorsing a particular political side. This is also in no way, shape, or form about a particular race or ethnicity. This is simply just to show you the history of what is happening, why it's happening, who it happened to and how it's going to impact the future. Because everything is always about perspective if you see things and how the Lord God works. Now, a lot of food stamp and social welfare programs can be dated back to the Great Depression, all the way back to 1939. Its first pilot program began in 1961. However, it wasn't actually until 1964, through Democratic President Lyndon B. Johnson, who signed the 1964 Food Stamps Act into permanent law, where these social welfare programs really began to take off and take hold. Now, Lyndon B. Johnson was also known as a stout racist, and he said that that these programs were racially motivated for the sole purpose of winning over Democratic votes from the African-American communities and minority communities. That's a fact. You can go back and look it up. Now, you can go back and read all of his statements about these laws that were passed and what he actually said. It's on record. And it's sadly and very unfortunately true, which is why there are so many movements among the African communities in support of the truth and real conservatism. Many believe that, uh, many believe that this was the major turning point of the Democratic Party. 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson, through these programs that shifted from the stereotypical white Southerner of the Democratic Party to the minorities in what they call liberation. Now, remember when I told you guys way back concerning the 2020 elections that God had indeed set a trap for the 
Democrats and the people who keep electing and keep putting these evil people in power. Remember how the Democrats used the riots of the Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd protests during the summer of 2020 to influence public opinion and to defund the police departments and to influence the 2020 presidential outcomes? This is absolutely ironic and it's complete justice how only God could do something like this. Only he could do this. In fact, when you get a chance, go back and read the prophetic word that I published March 5th, 2019 concerning judgment coming to the nation and specifically New York City. The Lord talks about these people and these churches who kept putting these people in power, these evil governments and leaders, and how he is going to put a stop to it. And so it appears that God is about to actually, in fact, defund the government. He's about to defund all these people who put this government in power, as well as defunding all these evil governments. And it will defund these politicians. God is literally about to remove their primary source of influence over these populations, and it's going to backfire on them so bad that these places will literally burn to the ground. So in every single prophetic vision that I've had concerning the Northeast Coast prophecies, concerning the massive tidal waves on the Northeast Coast, all of them began with massive rioting and looting and fires taking out all over the place. You guys can go back and read them. Multiple dreams, seeing these riots and these fires taking place. So yes, I believe what some call entitlement programs are in fact about to end. That'll be one of the first things that will happen. Now, number five, the fifth point, the fifth revelation I want to talk about concerning this dream, Israeli and Palestinian two-state solution reached. Now, ultimately, we know, according to Joel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 9, also Daniel chapter 11, concerning the Antichrist, the Bible tells us that, uh, that these are the events that kicks off the tribulation period. And uh, the event that does kick off the tribulation period is the division of the land of Israel. Daniel 11.39, concerning the Antichrist in the end times, he says, He will attack the mightiest fortress with the help of a foreign god and will greatly honor those who acknowledge him. He will make them rulers over many people and will distribute the land at a price. So I do not necessarily believe that the Antichrist uh, is in fact about to rise up. Uh, I believe he may very well possibly be here, but this doesn't necessarily mean that this is immediately about to happen or that the rapture or the end times is about to immediately kick off, although any of these things can happen at any given moment or time. Now remember, the land of Israel has been conquered and divided up by almost every single major world empire, from the Babylonians all the way to the Roman Empire. So just because there may, in fact, be a division point occurring does not exactly mean that it's the end times, at least not just yet. According to Isaiah and Ezekiel, Israel will be in full, in full restoration of their land, all 12 tribes will be reestablished and allotted to pieces of their land, and the third temple will be rebuilt right in the middle of Judea to the west of Old Jerusalem. So that will occur before the seven-year tribulation begins. Some people debate. They say it might happen in the middle or at the beginning. 
But we know that that's a fact according to Isaiah and Ezekiel. So a lot of things have to happen for that to occur. Now, perhaps these events like World War I and World War II uh, will be the moves that end up moving Israel to the full restoration of their land and taking full control of Jerusalem. But here's what I do know. Now, right now, beginning with April 1st, right now, between April 1st and May 1st, is the Islamic Holy Days known as Ramadan. That's happening right now. In 1990, there was, in fact, an Islamic book published by an Arabic, uh, a Palestinian Muslim scholar named Bassam, that prophesied that the collapse of Israel would occur in 2022. Now, in this book, using a system of mathematical equations based upon major dates concerning the Quran and uh, things that happened in Israel and the Middle East, Bassam came up with a date saying that Israel would cease to exist by July 8th of 2022. And what many Islamic extremists believe, especially in Iran and what Palestine believe, that this year's Ramadan will be their last Ramadan until they seize control of Israel. So that's why you are seeing a major uptick in terrorist attacks against Israel. In fact, there was several news articles that reported on this saying that even uh, Israeli Prime Minister is calling for every licensed Israeli citizen to pick up and bear arms. So this is serious. Now, there's a lot of significant things about the month of May which is when Israel celebrates its Independence Day, or their rebirth as a nation, which occurred May 14th of 1948. Now, I've been talking a lot about this the past few days, past couple weeks, that May 16th of this year, there will, in fact, occur an 84-minute full blood moon lunar eclipse over a majority of the North American continent, exactly as Joel chapter 2. 29 through 31, says will occur. He says that he'll pour out his spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire, billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Lunar eclipses are linked to the judgment of the world and of the nations at the coming of Jesus' second coming. So for Christians, that is our hope, our redemption at Jesus' return. For the world, it means judgment. So it most certainly is not a coincidence. If this is not the warning sign of the coming end times, it most certainly is a warning sign, as I have previously mentioned concerning the 2019 and 2020, that time period between the failed two-state solution concerning the United States, Israel, and Palestine, between President Trump and President uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, I revealed that those events resulted in the cascade of judgments, which we're seeing right now, uh, and why both of those leaders, I believe, were removed from their positions. You know, rather you believe it to be legitimate or illegitimate, coincidence or not, either way, I don't believe that these things are a coincidence. They don't exist in biblical prophecy. So it is possible, it is possible that they may somehow actually, in fact, reach some sort of two-state solution deal. Now, I, would imme- I wouldn't immediately rush to say that it's a seven-year tribulation period just yet. As I mentioned before, Israel has been divided and conquered through every major world empire, and the end didn't come during those times. Now, I believe these events will 
be geared up for retribution against the West and Western nations for its influence against God's word. But these things, I believe, are also purpose for revival and restoration of Israel. As I mentioned, according to Ezekiel 39 and 40, the full restoration of the land of Israel. And I believe revival will indeed come to the United States. Now, the sixth point, the sixth headline, America in pieces, more states secede from the nation in retaliation to the federal government. So on November 7th and 8th, on the eve or the night right before our midterm elections occur, and into the very morning, that very morning of our elections, there will in fact be a second a second full blood moon lunar eclipse that will again be visible over the entire North American continent, including the Pacific, suggesting another grave warning to the United States in connection to Israel. And I believe this is also concerning China because this blood moon will also be visible to the Pacific areas. Now, I don't believe riots and civil protests will be enough for states to actually secede from the U.S. government, even at the plummet of the U.S. dollar or at the end of social welfare programs. Even though those things are going to be terrible, I don't believe that they will be enough. But what I do believe will be enough for the states to secede will be in the event of an election, perhaps this coming midterm elections, the outcome is stolen. Now, I talked about this in the last message through President Biden's cybersecurity agenda and the 1934 Communications Act, which gives the president full control over the communications networks throughout the entire nation, and in, all in the name of cyber warfare or in the threat of a major cybersecurity threat or threat of war, such as what they claim Russia will do. The president has the framework in place to seize full control and power over essentially the freedom of speech right through the internet and it will significantly impede it will significantly impede that and in addition to that the president also in fact on March 9th I talked about this March 9th put forward an executive order declaring the government to seize control over all global digital currencies through regulation and oversight it's a fact I talked about that you can look it up and I believe I believe a major power, I believe it's a major power move to defund and control every financial aspect of our nation's financial structure, including funding of protests, such as in the case of the trucker protests. And I believe that this will happen probably, or quote unquote, coincidentally, near the midterm elections. And I believe they will, in fact, control the outcome of the midterm elections to what they want. And I believe there will not only be just some crazy, miraculous Democratic victory in these elections, such as there was in 2020 elections, when everyone else was predicting the win for Trump, the exact opposite happened. But I also believe it will strengthen their control even greater over both houses of Congress. There is no way that they're going to let us win or take back power because they know that they'll be impeached. There'll be a firestorm of investigations coming. They're not going to let that happen. So in the event that this does happen, which I believe it will, then the states will, in fact, finally stand up, and I believe they will succeed. They will succeed and revolt against the government, and these things will lead 
possibly to a civil war. Now, number seven, the seven point, the seven final point that I want to talk about is the headline about new currency for a renewed nation. Now, we talked a little bit about that concerning a digital currency, but in the event that states succeed from the Union or the United States, immediately that would complicate the nation's currency system of the U.S. dollar because the U.S. dollar is the federal government's currency. If a state succeeds or secedes from the federal government, then it no longer has access to the U.S. dollar currency system, and it would have to adopt its own currency. This has happened before, and it happened before during the times of the Civil War. So this would indefinitely collapse the nation's central banking system, and it would bring the uh, bring it down, bring down the huge colossal banks. Now, two years ago, my wife actually had a dream. And I, fact, I think we both have dreamt about this where we saw, okay, this was at the time when we saw the Statue of Liberty uh, in New York City underneath the ocean. And at this time, she dreamt that my parents actually came to visit us here in Charlotte, but their bank cards would not work in Charlotte because they were from Texas. And so in the dream, we're out and uh, eating at a restaurant and, and my parents wanted to pay for the meals, but the r- restaurant informs my parents that they could not pay using an out-of-state bank card. And I thought, oh, that's weird, you know, but uh, how how would that even be possible? Well, here it is. Here's how that could happen. So ultimately, I believe that time will tell if these events will unfold or not and how they will unfold and how they will impact us as a nation in the churches here in America. Now, I can't tell you, I can't tell you 100% certainty that these events will or will not happen. I can't tell you if they are 100% connected to the seven-year tribulation period, the end times. But the Bible does tell us that not only our Heavenly Father knows, well, the Bible tells us that it's only our Heavenly Father who knows the set appointed dates and times. He's the only one that knows. But even so, even if these things were in fact In the case of the end times, regardless of whatever the case is, we should not stop doing good. We should not lose our hope. We should not lose our focus or our attention from Jesus, who is our Lord God. And some people are living the life right now on the sole purpose. They're just living on the hope of the rapture. And they're not serving. They're not doing anything. They're not involved in the local community church. They're not doing anything anything at all but just waiting for the rapture. And yes, I am 100% a believer in pre-rapture tribulation theory. But I do not believe that the bride of Christ, the church, I don't believe that we are appointed to go through the judgments of the tribulation period. But those are set aside for the world. But to all these people who are out there who are just sitting around not doing anything and just expecting just to be taken up in the rapture, they're going to be gravely mistaken. In fact, concerning the end times in Matthew 24, Jesus, in fact, tells us, verses 42 through 46, saying, Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night that the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect. 
Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to give the others their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant who master finds him doing so when he returns. So if you're not faithful and you're not serving, then you're not going. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. Jesus is absolutely clear. He's straightforward about that. So there's honestly no other way to interpret that. It's very clear. We can't just sit around. We can't just, we've got to get going. We've got to keep going. We've got to serve one another. We've got to serve each other. We've got to serve in our callings and our giftings that the Lord has given to us up to the very moment. And that is our hope, our eternal promise. This is the very reason that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, that Jesus will not forsaken or abandon his church, but that he will resurrect us according to his eternal promises. This is why it is so urgent that we speak the truth of the gospel. This is why churches need to be teaching the truth on end-time biblical prophecy as Jesus, as John the Baptist, and every single one of his apostles all taught on it to repent for the kingdom of God is near. So that means that not only to put our full complete trust and our full complete faith in Jesus as God and as Lord and Savior, but that we take the truth of the gospel message and we turn away from sin. We stop doing evil. To be conformed to the image of Christ through his Holy Spirit. The process of sanctification. Every day we must turn away from evil and be faithful with what God has given to us because we don't know the hour. We don't know the day or the time and it can occur at any moment. Everything that is happening, all these people having dreams, our ministry and all these, so many other ministries, we all exist for the purpose of revealing the truth of Jesus. These are all signs that tell us that any moment this can happen. We've really got to get to work. We've got to put our full faith and our full trust in Christ. And we have to serve those around us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for who you are. For your son, Jesus, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit and for your precious word. I pray and I ask that you reveal the truth to every single listener who's listening or watching this message right now, that you convict their hearts of any sin that's not convict or that's not confessed or repented of. I pray that you move in their life, that they may turn away from evil and live according to your word and your purposes that you have for their life. I pray that they find great encouragement in you and through your word, that, that you may impart the gifts of your spirit upon their lives and that they may be led by you, serving you and your kingdom and those around them. Lord, I pray that you help them to be connected to your body through your church, both as a whole and at the local community level, how we need each other. And may you strengthen them and be with them. And in your great name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to receive future updates and messages from our ministry. This concludes this episode's message. I am Brandon Dawson with the Tribe of Christians. May you stay encouraged, keep running your race, keep finding the good fight of faith, and do not lose hope.